Welcome to the Ask Dr. Deanna Show. I'm Dr. Deanna Holdren, your host. Join me weekly as I cover various health-related lifestyle medicine topics that you get to request. This show is for anyone who wants to proactively improve their health position. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back, everybody. I'm so excited that you are here today and that you have tuned in for our second week of Optimal Health. Uh, Last week, we talked about some of our health goals and just what's going on in uh, sick care versus health care. And just basically reviewed changes that you can make that will make a tremendous difference in your overall health. So if you did not listen to the the opening, the starting uh, week one of Optimal Health, I'm going to encourage you when you finish this to go back and listen to that week. So this week, we are talking about nutrition. And uh, nutrition is so key. It's such an important piece of it. I did hit touch on it last week, uh, but we're going to break down what nutrients dense means, what whole foods, nutrient dense, clean, what does that even mean? And go into a little more detail specifically about foods that we should be eating. Originally, I thought that I would talk about the physical components uh, this week. However, I realized that, you know, really the most important part is what we're eating. It is basically what we're doing in the kitchen. Uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again, 80% of winning when it comes to weight, when it comes to health, 80% is one in the kitchen. It's at the end of the fork. So this week's focus on nutrition, we're going to talk about eating whole foods that are nutrient dense and that are clean, um, what to eat, what not to eat, as well as how to fuel your body to function at optimal levels for energy, metabolism, and improved uh, cognitive abilities. So the nutrients that we get from our food, you know, not they, they don't just fuel our body from the standpoint of energy. They also help us cognitively. They help our metabolism. They make a tremendous difference in how we are feeling. So, so the, the, the concept here is whole foods. Okay. No fake foods. Okay, we just want to eat real food, the real stuff, no Franken foods. You know, to me, Franken foods are the, the thing that is cooked up in the lab. It's um, artificial, lots of chemicals, and just not good for you at all. Um, we want to be nutrient dense. We're going to talk about what that means in a minute. And then clean. Um, we don't want chemicals as additives. We don't want chemicals as preservatives. Uh, we do. We want to be mindful of the chemicals that are in canned foods. You know, a lot of times the liner... At, in the can uh, of, you know, whatever food is coming out of a can, um, you know, vegetables, whatever, there are PFAs in that liner. Um, PFAs, we know, uh, have a negative impact on health. Uh, they contribute to high blood pressure. They can contribute to cancers as well. And they're basically not good for us. They are not good for our environment. We don't want them. They don't break down. Um, they actually call them forever chemicals because they just don't break down in the environment. Um, so we, we don't want any of that. We do not want genetically modified foods. We do not want artificial uh, ingredients and no preservatives. We also want to eliminate sugar. Okay. Sugar causes a tremendous amount of inflammation. And I always say that it is just a big energy suck. Okay, you hear about things that are a time suck, right? Well, if you want to talk about an energy suck, it would be sugar, uh, especially just, you know, raw table sugar. Uh, again, it's going to spike your, um, your blood sugar. 
your body will produce a tremendous amount of insulin uh, because of that uh, to bring that blood sugar down. And you're just going to store that or pack that uh, in the body as fat. Okay. So we want to eliminate that. We also want to have minimal to no grains uh, because again, grain simply converts to sugar. You think about corn, um, you know, was a commonly used grain. Uh, corn ends up converting to sugar in the body broken down. So which, which then ends up contributing to this insulin resistance, uh, which is a problem. It's probably one of the biggest issues in healthcare today is insulin resistance because uh, it, it drives weight, okay? It causes you to gain weight. So now you're going to have some blood pressure issues and it greatly contributes to coronary artery disease. So when we look at this whole metabolic syndrome, you know, at the, the core of it, the crux of it is typically insulin resistance. So we want to eliminate that to avoid that. Okay. We want to make sure that in our diet, we're including healthy fats. Think about salmon, um, avocado, olive oil, um, coconut oil as well. Uh, you know, these are the healthy fats that help to fuel our body. You know, I oftentimes tell the story of um, when I was in medical school uh, in the 90s, uh, we had the low fat cardiac diet. And, you know, I was always very health minded, health conscientious. And because of that low fat cardiac diet, I actually eliminated almost all of the fat uh, from my diet. And if you eliminate all of the fat from your diet, you are basically eating carbs and sugar. And so that's what I would look at on the labels because of what we were being taught. Well, you know, that from eliminating that, I eliminated all of the essential fats. And that ended up throwing me into an inflammatory state. My entire body was inflamed uh, and I developed an inflammatory arthritis because of that, which I was later able to get under control uh, and into remission through diet, through nutrition for many, many years. So when we think about foods that are healthy, that are going to fuel our bodies, that are going to make a difference, you know, some of the, the most nutrient dense fruits and vegetables are things like kale, garlic, blueberries, raspberries, broccoli, sweet peppers, tomato, kiwi, green beans, and zucchini. So that's the list of the veggies. Those are the things that you want to include a tremendous amount of in your diet because it's going to make an incredible difference overall in how you're feeling. Well, the top nutrient-dense food list, um, when we look at, well, what what would really fuel our body and really make a difference there? Actually, the number one thing that I find on the top nutrient-dense food list is actually salmon. Salmon is, is rich in omega-3s. You get an incredible amount. If you eat a piece of salmon, it's uh, the, about the same as, as taking 2,000 milligrams of an omega-3 per day. Okay. So so most of the time, if you look at a a good omega-3 supplement, it usually will have about a thousand milligrams uh, in a capsule. Uh, If you were to take that twice a day, that's about what you're getting with one serving of salmon. It's incredible. So omega-3, it's loaded with magnesium, uh, potassium, selenium, and B vitamins. Okay. It's absolutely fantastic for the central nervous system and your brain. So whenever I am counseling somebody on sports nutrition, for example, uh, I'm always telling them you you have to make sure that you are using uh, an omega-3 supplement. And the reason is that omega-3s are so healthy for the brain tissue and for the nervous system. And there are some good studies that show that they actually help to prevent 
um, the sheer force injuries that typically happen in concussions. So we know that it's protective from that standpoint. Uh, in addition, when you look at how our bodies work, when you look at the central nervous system, the brain, you know, we have little, uh, uh, kinks, if you will, or, or little defects that happen all the time in our wiring, so to speak. And the body will repair that lining or, or, or that little uh, issue. They'll make the repair uh, with omega-3. So for example, imagine that you've got a cord. Um, an electrical cord, and it has, uh, you know, it, it, it's torn, uh, it needs repaired, okay? Uh, so imagine that that is a nerve in your body, and that wrapping around those wires that are inside the cord, the wrapping in the body is called myelin sheath, and myelin sheath basically will be repaired using omega-3s, um, essential fats to do that repair work. Now, if you're not eating omega-3s and you're eating bad fats like trans fats uh, or hydrogenated fats that are unhealthy, your body will take that and use it to, to do that repair. But it's not going to be a good repair. It's going to be sort of like you put you know, some tape on that cord and it's not as good as new. It's actually still got a defect in it, right? So that's the best analogy that I can give there. So omega-3s are huge. Um, the second on the list of most nutrient-dense foods would be kale. Uh, kale is rich in vitamin C. Uh, it is also rich in vitamin A, vitamin K, B6, potassium, calcium, magnesium, copper. Um, it is uh, manganese as well. And it is uh, very, very rich in something called indol 3 carbonyl. Indol 3 carbonyl is an antioxidant that is incredible with, um, for preventing cancers. That's also in broccoli as well. So kale is huge, uh, on the list. Um, you know, if you don't like it, you might try juicing it, drinking it. There's so many other things that you can do. Um, the next in terms of most nutrient dense is actually seaweed. So for those of you who are sushi lovers, here you go. Um, it's rich in calcium, iron, magnesium, manganese, iodine. It's loaded with anti inflammatory properties as well. And if you don't like uh, sushi and you don't you know, want to eat the seaweed, you can also get um, dried kelp capsules, which will have much of the same uh, benefits. Um, next on the list is garlic. You know, get accustomed to using fresh garlic in your recipes in the kitchen. You know, as you are cooking, you know, use a lot of fresh herbs, uh, use, um, you know, things like garlic and onion and so forth. But garlic is rich in vitamin C. It's got B1, B6, calcium, potassium, copper, manganese, selenium. And, you know, there are some studies, some good studies on on uh, garlic that have shown to lower the risk of cancer. Uh, it's also a natural antimicrobial uh, as well as um, an antifungal for the colon and the gut. So when you're eating garlic, um, again, it has a positive impact on um, the gut uh, in terms of, you know, fighting infections uh, as well as any fungus uh, that might be in there as well. Shellfish makes it to this list because it's rich in B12, vitamin C, B vitamins, potassium, selenium, iron, and zinc. Uh, blueberries are probably the most powerful antioxidant out there. So they are, of course, on this list. Um, blueberries have a powerful antioxidant that has the ability to cross the blood-brain barrier and basically exert 
um, positive protective effects on the brain. And studies show that, that people who eat or consume blueberries on a regular basis actually have an improvement or an increase in their memory. They have a decrease in blood pressure and also a decrease in bad cholesterol. Uh, and then blueberries are known, of course, to um, fight cancer because of the antioxidant abilities as well. Um, next on the list of these whole foods that are nutrient dense would be whole eggs. Um, you know, you definitely want free, free range organic, uh, you know, eggs, but basically this is whole eggs are sometimes considered to be nature's multivitamin, uh, because they are rich in choline and lutein and xanthan and antioxidants. Some of those ingredients or those, um, uh, you know, the supplements that I just mentioned there are fantastic to help protect the eyes, um, to prevent cataracts as well as macular degeneration. So that's something that runs in, in my family. Uh, I actually take an eye vitamin, but much of what's in my eye vitamin, I could be getting from eggs on a regular basis. Um, the eye vitamin that I like to use is one by orthomolecular called Foresight, the number four, and then S-I-G-H-T, uh, because again, I'm just trying to prevent uh, any future problems with my vision. Uh, also, um, dark chocolate makes it to this list. Isn't that fantastic? So dark chocolate, uh, you pretty much want to be greater than 70% cacao uh, in your dark chocolate, but it has been shown to improve blood flow in our blood vessels, to decrease blood pressure, to decrease LDL, which is that bad cholesterol that contributes to plaque formation in our arteries, uh, to increase brain function, and um, is just really a fantastic, um, you know, additive. So, so those are some of the whole foods that make it to the list that are because they're just so nutrient dense. There are so many more health. It's incredible. I think that you could probably go a whole year eating different vegetables every day before you would ever make it through all that's out there and that's available to us. So, so you know, get creative. Okay, buy some new vegetables, buy some new fruits, figure out how to use those. Always watch the carbohydrate content as you are, you know, preparing meals. You know, we like to, especially if you're trying to lose weight, you know, you want to, um, you know, ideally you want to, you know, keep that carb content low. If you have eliminated sugar and the majority of grains from your diet, you're probably going to do just in, just fine without even thinking about it. So if you're eating primarily good, clean protein sources, which could be animal-based, but it could also be plant-based protein. Um, so if you're eating good, clean protein sources and then lots of uh, vegetables and then low glycemic fruit, the blueberries, the strawberries, the raspberries, the blackberries, those are the ones that are the best, okay? They're low in sugar. They're not going to spike your, your insulin levels and um, they're, they're loaded with nutrients. So they're going to actually fuel your body. Let's talk for a minute about um, intermittent fasting because I think that this is a key part and I think that this really falls nicely into the nutrition piece. Intermittent fasting is simply just a technique that is used to, to basically help your body burn up its glucose stores or its sugar stores that are in its system and to help you to get into a fat burning mode. And so for a lot of people, um, for my patients, when they want to start implementing some intermittent fasting, the first thing that I tell them 
is to, to even, actually for everybody, even if they don't, aren't interested in intermittent fasting, I will still tell them that I want them to make sure that they're fasting for 12 hours every single night. Everybody should be doing this. There are studies out there that say that one of the best things that you can do to help uh, prevent aging, uh, to, you know, live longer, to feel good, to help manage weight, all of that is to fast 12 hours every night. So, you know, we call it breakfast because we're literally breaking our fast. We've been fasting for 12 hours during the night. Well, during that time when we're fasting, it takes about 12 hours to burn through the glucose that is in our system. Now, people have different metabolisms. And so for some people, they might burn through in eight hours, okay, much less time. Uh, But in general, we always say about 12 hours to burn through that. So that's the first phase in my mind of intermittent fasting. After that, once you've burned through that glucose, you're actually burning fat. So if you are looking to lose weight, uh, you know, to trim down, to shed, you know, some of the pounds, your BMI is over 25 and you want to get it, you know, 25 or lower, um, you know, one of the best things you can do is implement this intermittent fasting. Once you have the 12 hours down, push it to 14. Okay. I always say here to go beyond 14, check with your doctor. Okay. Always check with your doctor. But when you go 14 hours, those two hours past the 12, you are burning fat. You're burnt in fat burning mode and you're not in the gym. And I think that is fantastic. That is super exciting to be able to burn fat, but to not be exercising. So you might be at work. Okay. After you have that down, the 14 hours, you may decide to push it to 16. And, you know, for me, uh, in my work day, that's typically what I do. Uh, I try to uh, not eat anything past 7.30. We are very late nighters in our household. Uh, so I try not to eat anything past 7.30 in the evening. And then I typically will break my fast around 11.30 the next day, uh, usually with a very healthy plant-based uh, protein shake. Uh, I might have a plain protein shake with powdered greens in it. So I'm getting a serving of vegetables there, uh, or I might even use some antioxidant-rich blueberries and raspberries in my shake. Uh, but basically, I will break my fast with that shake, uh, and then from there, uh, I am going to eat in what is about an eight-hour window. For some people, they shorten it even further. Why do we do this? Because again, you're burning fat. Um, during that fasting period, you're burning fat and you're lowering the insulin levels. Uh, actually, when people are fasting, uh, studies have shown that they think more clearly, um, probably because they don't have all those chemicals <laughs> in their system from the, the bad foods and so forth. So, so this is a piece to add in from a nutrition standpoint to just really help um, with weight, with cognitive, um, with energy levels as well. And just overall, when you talk about a reset or the ability to, to reset your health, to transform your health, to get your health on the right track, you know, this is a big part of it. Okay. This makes a huge difference. In addition, a lot of those foods that I mentioned earlier, have the ability to cleanse your body or to detox your body, okay? Many of them, like broccoli, for example, is a natural methyl donor. That is a detoxification process. It's a way that your body, uh, you know, detoxifies by adding a methyl group, uh, you know, to certain other chemicals in the system to remove them uh, from the body or to render them neutral. So a lot of the foods are going to help you detox to help cleanse, uh, which again is going to help you uh, from an energy standpoint, 
It's going to help you from a weight standpoint. It's going to increase your metabolism. And it's also just going to help you from a mental cognitive standpoint of just being healthy. In addition, those foods that I mentioned earlier that are nutrient dense are going to support the microbiome. You know, when you look at, uh, you know, how do I get my gut healthy? A lot of those foods are going to contribute and really help you, um, you know, from a healthy gut standpoint uh, to support the microbiome, to help it flourish, uh, you know, to give, uh, you know, those those microbes in there. They actually um, will feed off of what we call a prebiotic. Okay, so you've heard of probiotics, um, which are the microbes themselves, but a prebiotic feeds the probiotic. And so a lot of those foods that I've mentioned are, in fact, healthy prebiotics, which are going to be a great food source for the probiotics so that they can flourish and so that you can reach optimal health from that standpoint. It's all tied together. Okay, it absolutely is all tied together. And this is going to make such a difference when you get this piece down. So practice it It, and, and, and don't be discouraged if you start. And then you find that you, you know, take a couple steps backwards. It's okay. We all do. You know, many people end up on more of an 80-20 rule where 80% of the time they're following their program and 20% of the time maybe something else happens, you know, it's holidays or whatever. But I like to encourage people to really try to stick with it as much as you can. Really push more toward that 90-10 mark uh, because that's where you're going to see the result. You know, especially if you're trying to lose weight, you know, then I would encourage you during that phase to stick with the 100% and stay with the program uh, because you're going to feel so much better uh, by eliminating some of those foods that 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 are, you know, contributing to um, fatigue, that are contributing to, you know, an upset stomach, that are causing you to not be able to, you know, have good energy or think clearly like gluten and a lot of those other foods that are loaded with all of the chemicals. So, so this is the nutrition piece. Next week, we are going to talk more about the physical side of health and how do we how do we get ourselves back on track if you've got things like diabetes if you've got things like hypertension or high cholesterol coronary artery disease autoimmune diseases you know what can we do to to get back on track and support our bodies to help um, you know, manage these diseases, uh, whether it be see an improvement in them or even in some cases reverse them. So I hope you'll tune in. And again, uh, if you like this information, I'm going to encourage you to pass it on to somebody that you care about who also needs to get on the right track, who needs to have a healthy reset. Uh, and I uh, just would encourage you to share this podcast with them as well. Thanks so much and have a great day. I hope you enjoyed that episode. For more information, visit me at DeannaHoldren.com. Find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dr. Deanna Holdren. I really want to hear from you, so message me. I love taking your messages and creating topics from them. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share my show with those who have an interest in health and wellness. Thank you for tuning in and see you next week.